This shit a motherfucking layup I been Steph Curry with the shot Been cooking with the sauce Chef Curry with the pot, boy Live from the 301 Live from the pot I want to welcome my audience to episode number 67 Of Curry in the Pot I'm back again, ladies and gentlemen I'm bike Back with another episode I'm your host, Mike Curry And you're listening to episode number 67 I got a fun episode planned for you guys today I'm going to talk some NBA Before I hop into my usual NFL Recaps and predictions and all of that So let's just get right into it, man Let's not waste any time I'm starting off with last night in the NBA Starting with Wednesday night We had LeBron James Passing Wilt Chamberlain for fifth on the NBA's all-time leading scorers list. And that is an incredible accomplishment. LeBron James balled out last night. He had a monster game with 44 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists. It was a great game, a great performance. 44 points was the most points that a Lakers player has scored since Kobe Bryant's legendary 60-point game. And LeBron was also pretty efficient in that game, too. 13 and 19 from the field, 5 of 6 on 3. So he, he had the long ball going. And the Lakers have also won four straight. They're 4 0 since the signing of Tyson Chandler, which I, I said last week was a really good move, really good pickup. Another veteran in the locker room and another rim protector. Because the Lakers also didn't have a backup center. And it's also great to have another rim protector. So. Great move, great pickup. The Lakers have won four straight. Hats off to my Lakers, man. And then I'm just going to talk about the the landscape of the NBA real quick. Well, not really the whole landscape, but teams that I've been pleasantly surprised by are the Los Angeles Clippers, the Memphis Grizzlies. I've been really, really surprised by them. Those two teams in particular. I think the Lakers will get it together. Houston will get it together. I think those teams will find their niche, find their way, and will ultimately get it together. But I'm going to head over to the Eastern Conference, and we had a big trade. This trade literally happened right before I dropped episode 66. I recorded late, and I didn't drop it until Saturday. So this trade happened Saturday afternoon. It was Jimmy Butler being traded over to the Philadelphia 76ers in exchange for Robert Covington and Dario Sarge. Those were like the main parts in the trade and I think it was a good move my biggest concern about the trade is the Sixers just don't have enough shooters after JJ Reddick who's your best shooter Joel Embiid Markel Fultz hasn't got it together Ben Simmons can't shoot he won't even dare to attempt the three and when he does shoot regular jump shots he pretty much fades away on all of them so I would say after JJ Reddick your best shooter is Probably Joel Embiid, which is not really a great sign. J.J. Reddick is also an aging player in this league. I like J.J. Reddick, though. Duke guy, you know, pretty consistent, solid player. Had a really solid career. But that's my biggest concern with the Sixers. If they do, you know, maybe decide to move Markel Fultz. He's been struggling and get some shooting. Hey, good move. But they need shooters. You need shooters in this league. The NBA has evolved into a, a league where you, you have to have shooters. And you've, you've seen it a few times with the Lakers struggles. They don't have shooters. I mean, they have guys that can shoot. Well, they, they got more people that can shoot the three than Philly. Put it that way. And that's not saying a lot. But you need shooters in this league. Golden State, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson changed the whole league. You have to have shooters. 
Toronto Raptors got guys that can shoot three. So do the Celtics. Those are teams in your conference, as well as the Milwaukee Bucks, who are shooting the three the best in the Eastern Conference right now. So I do like the move. However, Jimmy Butler was a bit toxic. I I don't I think he could have handled this better in Minnesota. I just hope he doesn't ruin another team because I think he has ruined the Bulls and I think he did ruin the Timberwolves. And he says he wants to win and stuff like that. Well, this move does not put the Sixers over the top to win. It really doesn't. I still think the Celtics in Toronto are better than the Sixers. So this definitely closes the gap. But like I said, they need shooting. Jimmy Butler's a good player, but I don't think it's enough to even be better than Celtics and Toronto, and you can't even forget about Milwaukee, who's been really good this season. So, next topic is going to be about KD and Draymond Green. I'm sure all of you saw by now the exchange that happened between Draymond Green and Kevin Durant. Draymond Green got the rebound, and KD was calling for the ball, calling for it. Draymond Green proceeded to dribble the ball and lost it. He lost it, turned the ball over, and the time ran out. Warriors ended up losing in overtime to the Clippers. And KD and Draymond got into it. And DeMarcus Cousins had to pull Draymond Green away. DeMarcus Cousins pulled somebody away, which is funny. But I don't know. I've seen reports that they, they were walking into practice together or walking into the arena together. But I, I, I think KD is going to be out. I, I think he's out. Draymond said that, you know, KD's one foot in, one foot out. I, I think KD's going to be out. I think he's going to prove, try to prove or go to another team and beat Golden State. I, I, I think that's what he's going to do. Kevin Durant does hold grudges. He really does. And that's my spin on that. And then I'm going to talk about Carmelo Anthony getting ready to be released by the Houston Rockets. I really don't know what the make of it. Um, for people to say that, He's ruined the teams he's gone on. I mean, maybe, but I think the Rockets ruined them themselves, honestly. Letting Trevor Reza walk in free agency. Trevor Reza's a really good player. Very, very underrated player in this league. One of the best 3 and D guys. I loved him when he was on the Lakers. Was a part of that 2009 championship team that defeated the Orlando Magic in the finals. Then he left, got paid, was with the Rockets for a first that went over to New Orleans and then went to the Wizards, got traded. And I was hurt when he left the Wizards. Because I really like Trevor Reza. Really consistent player. 3 and D guy. I know he played terrible in that closeout game 7 game against the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. But you're seeing firsthand that the Rockets do not have defenders. So that's number one. I don't think Carmelo Anthony's really the problem. I just think he's more of like a scapegoat for... Oh, we're doing bad. Houston's doing bad. It, it's got to be mellow. No, no, no. It's your defense. And... Carmelo hasn't been all that efficient, so he's part of the problem. But to fully blame it on him is asinine. It's ridiculous. Um, what I will say about Carmelo Anthony is I do not want him to come to the Lakers. I know him and LeBron are tight. They're close, but don't come that late. We got enough problems, enough chemistry issues, and it looks like we're finally fixing things. Winning four straight. So I don't want Melo here. I don't know what's next for him. Maybe he should retire before he... People just start to remember him as a guy that played for the Rockets and Thunder just flamed out. I don't know. I don't know. There are teams interested. Pelicans, Trailblazers, I'm hearing. Heard the Lakers have interest too. I don't know. I really don't. 
But Melo kind of did this to himself, not evolving into a, a fully complete pay, player. Uh, I said almost said pair. Uh, but <laughs> he had, he did this to himself by not evolving into a complete player. Just being, we we know the offensive juggernaut that Carmelo Anthony was in his prime days with the Nuggets as well as the Knicks. But as far as becoming a complete basketball player, he hasn't done that, and you're starting to see that. And I'm just gonna hop into these predictions. Last week I went eight and six on the picks. My dad beat me again, and uh, he went eleven and three. So, real quick, let's hop in and talk about week week ten in the NFL. Uh, it was an exciting week. It was really really was an exciting week. We kicked it off with the Steelers blowing out the Panthers. I did talk about that at the beginning of last week's episode. Steelers blew them out. Oh, and we got Le'Veon Bell, who did not report he is ineligible to play. Uh, let's talk about that real quick. Let's talk about Le'Veon Bell. So, I think with Le'Veon Bell, I think he's doing the right thing for himself. As far as financially, as far as financially, as far as wanting to be secure long term, I don't know if, I don't know, I I'm kind of torn because I see both sides. It's like he wants to get paid. We see guys in the NBA get fully guaranteed contracts. Otto Porter, who I cannot stand, is making $100 million guaranteed. He can he can do whatever he wants. He's going to make $100 million guaranteed, okay? He's making $26 million right now. Le'Veon Bell's franchise tag was only going to be for $14.5 million. So I do see his point in that, but you kind of picked the wrong sport to play. And honestly, the Steelers have stuck by you through injuries as well as suspensions and stuff like that. The Steelers have stuck by you. But I, I do understand both sides. Le'Veon Bell is the best running back in the league. Todd Gurley's really good, but Le'Veon Bell is just a step ahead of Todd Gurley. I do love Todd Gurley. Don't get me wrong, but Le'Veon Bell's the best running back in the NFL. Okay? So I do understand. He definitely did a gamble. Hopefully, he gets the, the guaranteed money that he wants and definitely deserves from another team. But as far as a football fit, he was in a perfect situation. And he kind of gambled because the Steelers didn't really have a drop-off. They inserted James Conner, third-round pick last year out of Pittsburgh. He's been playing phenomenal. Phenomenal. Some even sang better than Le'Veon Bell. But ultimately, I do hope that Le'Veon Bell gets paid, and I hope he's happy because money does not buy happiness. I'm sure it helps, but money does not buy happiness. So I hope he gets paid, and I hope he finds a good fit. But he had a really good fit in Pittsburgh with that great O-line. Ben Roethlisberger, who is going to be in the Hall of Famer, hasn't been the best, his, his best over the last few years, but he's still Big Ben. He's still really good. Still a top 10 QB. Antonio Brown. Arguably the best wide receiver. Steelers defense is leading the league in sacks. I think he's walking away from a good fit, but I do understand why. So that's what I just wanted to talk about. Chime in real quick. So the next game after that was the Bengals and the Saints. The Bengals became the first NFL team in history to give up 500 yards in three consecutive games. As a result, they fired the defensive coordinator on Monday, I believe. So, but the Saints blew them out 51 to 14. The Saints are rolling. They're they're playing really, really, really good football. 
I like what the Saints are doing. I wanted them to go to the Super Bowl last year. I picked them to go to the Super Bowl last year. This is not a fluke. The Saints are for real. Next game, Falcons and the Browns. I believe I forgot to pick this game on air last week, but I would have picked the Falcons and I would have been incorrect. The Cleveland Browns took care of business, winning this game 28-16. to Baker Mayfield didn't have to throw a lot of passes. Nick Chubb was the story. My guy Chubb Rock had 20 carries for a buck 76 on the ground. Had that huge 92-yard run for a TD. Browns got it done, 28-16. I told you guys I like the Browns. I like where they're headed in the future. Next game, Bills-Jets. I picked this game absolutely incorrectly. I just didn't think that Matt Barkley, Matt Barkley was going to come in and have a monster game. And the Jets, I know they started Josh McCown, but they just did not look good. Todd Bowles may get fired after this year if he makes it through this year. I like Todd Bowles, but I don't think he's going to be around too much longer. 41-10 was the final score. Matt Barkley, though, he really came off the street and threw for two TDs. LaShawn McCoy had two TDs in that game as well. Bills won big, 41-10. to Next game, I got the Bears and the Lions. Final score was 34-22. This game was out of hand early. You know Matthew Stafford's a gunslinger. He puts up points towards the end, but this game was decided early. It really was. Bears got it done 34-22. I'm buying in on this Bears hype. They do have a big game Sunday night against the Minnesota Vikings. NFC North showdown, but the Bears won against the Lions 34-22. Next game, we have the Chiefs and the Cardinals. Now, by probably the Chiefs standards, they didn't play their best game. Offense left a lot of points out there. They won 26-14. And my guy Patrick Mahomes threw for two more touchdowns. Patrick LeVon Mahomes the second. Monster. I can't wait for Monday night. Chiefs and the Rams going to be a showdown. Next game, we got the Titans and the Patriots. Picked this one incorrectly. So did my dad. Titans. Look good. This game felt like a smell test that the Patriots could have lost. Mike v- Mike Vrabel, head coach of the Titans, was a former player under the Patriots, under Bill Belichick. 34-10 was the final score. Deion Lewis talked some smack after that game. 34-10 was the final score. Titans got it done. Patriots will bounce back. They always do after a loss. Next game, we got Redskins and the Bucks. I picked this one incorrectly. I did not believe in my team. Redskins won. It wasn't pretty, but they won. 16-3 was the final score. The story of that game was the defense, though. The defense early. They get Redskins gave up a lot of yards, but their defense made timely plays. Josh Norman had an interception. Greg Strowman had an interception. And the Redskins controlled time of possession. They didn't play their best game, but it was enough to win on the road. 16-3 was the final score. Next game was the Colts and the Jaguars. Jaguar season is done. But what's been impressive about the Colts is they haven't allowed the sack in their last four games. And if you guys haven't seen that pancake block that Quentin Nelson had, it was whew, it was nice. He laid Barry Church out. I mean, a, a guard should do that to a safety, but whew, he laid that man out. Final score was 29-26. Leonard Fournette did return. He did have a couple of TDs, but it just wasn't enough. I don't know what's going on with the Jaguars. 
it's Blake Bortles. He's the problem. But he's part of the problem. Jack's defense isn't as good as it was last year, but I just don't know what's going on with them. Next game, we had the Chargers and the Raiders. Final score of that game was 20 to 6. The rate the chart. I'm sorry. I was gonna say the Raiders are rolling. They're rolling downhill. But the Chargers are rolling. This team is 7-2. They've been playing really good. That was their sixth straight win. They've been doing this without, I believe, their best player. You could definitely say their best defensive player, Joey Bosa, who may return this coming Sunday. 26 was the final score. I know how I feel about the Raiders. They suck. Next game, Packers-Dolphins. Not really too much to say about that game. I figured the Packers would find a way. Aaron Jones was the... Not Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Jones was the story of that game. He had two TDs, average nine yards a carry for the game. Packers got a good W. They play the Seahawks. I will give my prediction. I think it's going to be a toss-up. Next game, Seahawks and the Rams. The Rams won again. Seahawks do always play the Rams well. Me and my boy Zeke talked about this. Seahawks do play the Rams well just about every time. But the Rams, hang on. They get another W. They did lose Cooper Cup in that game. He is out for the season. Torn ACL. I really like Cooper Cup. You guys remember last year, I was talking about him as one of my sleepers. And then we had the Sunday Nighter, the Cowboys, and the Eagles. Ezekiel Elliott was the story of the game. He had 19 carries for a buck 51. And he did his thing catching the ball as well. Cowboys got a good W on the road. Their first road victory against the Philadelphia Eagles. 27-20 was the final score. Lane Johnson did not play. And the Eagles also lost cornerback Ronald Darby. He's out for the season. And in the Monday nighter, we had the Giants and the 49ers. 27-43 was the final score. My boy Odell scored two TDs. And he did the Nick Cannon love don't cost a thing dance. The little Aquaman dance. I loved it. I I loved it. I was so excited when I saw him do that end zone dance. It was great. Giants got a good W. 27-23. They play the Buccaneers next week. Let's hop into these week 11 picks. And tonight, as I said earlier, we have the Seahawks and the Packers. I'm rolling with Seattle. This is a home game. I think they will be able to contain Aaron Jones. I can see this game really going both ways, honestly, but I'm rolling with the Seahawks. If the Packers do win, it's because of that boy, that bad man, A-Rod, Aaron Rodgers. But I like the Seahawks in this one at home and CenturyLink Field, a really tough place to play for anybody. Next game, we got the Redskins and the Texans. I'm going with, I'm going with Houston. This is a team that's winners of six straight, and FedEx Field is not a home field. It's a neutral site. Just look at the look at all the games. It's a neutral site. I like the Texans to win. The Redskins O-line is banged up. The Redskins do win. It will be a really close, low-scoring game. But I like Houston in this one. Next game, we have the Lions and the Panthers. I'm expecting the Panthers to bounce back off of that crushing defeat that they suffered in Pittsburgh. They have some, a few extra days of rest. I like Panthers to win this one over the Lions. Next game, Colts and the Titans. I had a tough time uh, picking this one initially, but I like the Colts to win this one. I like the Colts. Their defense has been sound. Hasn't been great, but it's been sound. Andrew Luck has not been sacked. This was always a big concern about the Colts is their offensive line, but they've been protecting Andrew Luck 
as as of late. I like the Colts to win this one. Next game, Falcons and Cowboys. I like Atlanta. I like them to bounce back. Atlanta's a way better home team than they are on the road. So for that reason alone, I like Atlanta. They do have to work on containing Zeke. I think they will. I like Atlanta to win this one. Next game, Giants, Bucks. I'm rolling with the New York Giants. I like the Giants to win. I like them to win two straight. And I like them to beat the Bucks. <laughs> Next game, Jag Steelers. A bit of a redemption game for Pittsburgh. I like Pittsburgh to win this one. Jaguars just look discombobulated. Don't look good. Out of sync. You name it. I'm rolling with Pittsburgh. Have a few extra days of rest too. They will travel to Jacksonville. I got them winning. Next game, Chargers and Broncos. I like the Los Angeles Chargers to win this one. Keep the momentum going. Winners are six straight, as I mentioned earlier. One of the hottest teams in the league. I like the Chargers. Next game, Cardinals and the Raiders. This is a bad game. It's 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 a horrible game. Um, I like Arizona to win though. I like the Cardinals to win at home. Next game, Saints Eagles. I think the Saints are gonna do the Eagles dirty. I think they're gonna annihilate the Eagles. And they should have been able to play them last year in the NFC Championship. I think the Saints are gonna annihilate the Eagles. I really do. Next game, Sunday Nighter, the Bears and the Vikings. I like Chicago to win. Their defense is for real. It is one of the league's best. Another reason I like the Bears is because Kirk Cousins is on primetime. He's on national TV. He's on a big stage. I just don't. No, I don't. I don't. I'm not confident in Kirk Cousins at all. And then we got the Monday Nighter. We got the Rams and the Chiefs. A game that was originally scheduled to take place in Mexico City will now be hosted in Los Angeles. I like the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs. I really do. The Rams defense has been exposed lately. And the Chiefs is a big red machine rolling into town. I like the Chiefs. I like Patrick LeVon, Mahomes the second, Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. I like them all. I like the Chiefs to win this game. Should get Justin Houston and Eric Berry back, which will be a plus for their defense. I like the Chiefs. And then we got a few teams on buys. The Bills, the Browns, the Dolphins. I'm sorry, not a few. The Patriots, the Jets, and the 49ers are all on buys. And that's just about it. So I want to thank you guys for listening. I want to thank you guys for all the love and the support. NFL is winding down, but we got like six weeks left. So enjoy it, fans. NBA is in full swing. College basketball is in full swing, too. My Duke Blue Devils have been doing some good things. Haven't really played any big competition outside of the Kentucky game, but I can't wait till they play some ACC games. I'm excited. The sky's the limit for this Duke team. But, yeah, it's a fun time. It's a fun time. We got NFL, NBA, college basketball all going on at the same time. Hockey for your hockey fans, too. But... That's it. I just want to thank you guys for listening. It's Mike Curry signing out. Episode number 67 is done. Peace.